dream, gotta live the life. I ball in the dream, gotta sacrifice. I ball in the dream, gotta pay dues. I ball in the dream, you can win or lose. I ball in the dream, gotta live the life. I ball in the dream, gotta sacrifice. I ball in the dream, gotta pay dues. I ball in the dream, you can win or lose. This the dream. I don't go whole team, taking on the best one to win. Everything. Practice taking your lumps, building up the regime. Coach taking command, how they running their team. Some won't play slow, some won't play fast. Only win by one, still a dub on your ass. Oh, we gon' whoop you by 40, have fun on your ass. I'm trying to see which player got a clip, let off the max. Okay, the game done got analytical. It's beyond stats, it's some little things. You don't think it's critical. If the rest of five times, politics is usual. We still gon' talk about that cheap. So either way it go, you gotta overcome them odds. Gotta beat them odds, get the facts right. That's me and Jalen's job. Play hard, young player, when you get the nod. Respect the game, and you might see a check. Welcome back to a Bond Dream Podcast. Here for a special episode, one that's near and dear to my heart. But we're gonna this is gonna be our intro to the football season coming up. Uh, y'all know some of y'all didn't think we doing do football, but we are. <laughs> yeah, uh, we ain't going nowhere. But let me go and get the intro. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me yeah. get, let me get the introductions out the way. To my left, you're right. You got Herman Gaines in the building. What it do? Uh, with us in spirit, Sterling Torrance. Rich. Uh, and to my right, your left, somebody very special and near there to me. He's a state champion. He has collegiate uh, records. He's got a master's in counseling. He's got his own business. Uh, he's a, a friend, brother, frat brother. Uh, we got Brandon D. Green. What it do? <laughs> uh, before we get started, I just want y'all to let y'all know, this is the guy that got me to play football in high school. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All <of> your <laughs> Everybody else, you're welcome. Uh, I, I think I've told this story before on the podcast, but we made a pact that if I played football, he played basketball. So I got I got to say championship in a. In a championship ring for because of him and this and that plaque and that offensive player of the game and that picture and that <laughs> so he was supposed to get uh one of these pictures and one of those plaques and another picture like that but he had some things come up but this podcast is about him telling his story and letting the people know everything he went through and how he's gotten here today. So I'm gonna let you go and we're just gonna jump in where we need to be. Okay. Um, well, first things first, uh, thanks to everyone who's tuned in. Thanks to everyone um, who's who's taking time out of their day to listen to what we have to say in the, in the, in the stories and the messages that are going to be delivered. And um, we are going to have a great time. Um, First things first, God is good all the time. All the, all the time, time. God is good. God is good. God over everything is what I live by, okay? Every single thing 
I do and how I move is because first of all, okay? That's the first thing first that I have to get that out of the way. That's why we are here and able to share our stories and spread love because that's what this is about, okay? Um, on top of that, um, I have quite a few shout outs that I want to give. I'm a very complex person, okay? I have a, I have a very interesting story, history. Um, I'm, I've been around the block quite a bit. So to get the introduction to just who I am a little bit, because, you know, Jalen's my main man. And he's been one of my best friends since I was 14 years old. We so, transferred in together almost. Yeah, we pretty much transferred in together. So Legally, by the way. Man. I know he had to so, throw that in now. Legally. Yeah, he better. You better clean that all the way up. No, I'm like Po. We like Interpol with that. Ass <laughs> under arrest. I just want to uh, give everyone just a little quick preview of, of what we're going to be talking about. Some things I will be, for well, us, what we'll be talking about in the next hour, hour and a half, maybe two. I'm a talker. I'm going to try to not overwhelm y'all. But this is my life story. I can't unveil everything in just this time frame. So my goal of today is to share my story, share my challenges, share the things I've gone through from birth until now, and everything that it has encompassed in between. And now to my shout outs, okay? Like I said, I'm a very complex person. We are in Bowling Green, Kentucky right now. For those of you who are curious, um, Bowling Green, Kentucky um, is just one place that I've lived of many, and of many places where I've played sports, been in different schools. So Jalen, he knows me. He's been trying to get me to tell my story and just talk about things, do a podcast for 2020? For a while now. At the, at the minimum 2020. Uh, for a while now, you know, public speaking and all that. So a lot of people don't know who I was before I arrived in Bowling Green in 2008. And for those of you who do know me, you you have had the privilege to see the aftermath of what I'm gonna get into. Okay. Now, I am the baby of three. I have two older brothers, Chris and Thomas Green. I'm gonna give them a shout out because if it wasn't for them, um, when I was a toddler, seeing them play sports and being competitive with me, I probably wouldn't be where I'm at today. They played more of a major role in my life than they realized. I got to give a shout out to my parents, Thomas and Shonda Green. What up, though? My parents have been, I mean, everything for me, you know, from birth until now. And um, so, I come from a very tight family, okay? 
Born in Raleigh, North Carolina. Shout out to all my friends and homies and families in North Carolina. I miss y'all. It's been forever since I've communicated with a lot of you all. Um, a lot of my childhood friends, childhood memories, those rich memories. Um, you know, I haven't spoke to them in a while, quite a few of them. But when I was in North Carolina, I went to, let's see, four different elementaries. I went to, uh, let's see, just North Carolina alone. I started junior high in, in North Carolina, okay? But within those shout outs, I wanna shout out essentially every city that I've lived in, every school that I've been a part of, and every team you know that I, I played a part of or whatever. Because um, to me, that's important. And I also just want to give a thanks and shout out to all of those who came before me. All of those players from every school, every city that I've been in, thank you, okay? Uh, particularly in Bowling Green, because that's where I won my state championship in high school, where we won our state championship in high school. Um, so, uh, where was I? You North Carolina. Yeah, okay. you ain't named nobody yet, but okay. I haven't named, <laughs> you ain't named nobody. Now we shut up. I already did my, my, my immediate family, okay? Um, my Six hours family. in. But. I, know, I know, my bad, my bad, my bad. Um, so, I want to give a shout out to Fuquay Varina. Fuquay Varina, North Carolina. The very first time and uh i started playing competitive tackle ball it was really in play. so shout out to all of my friends i don't know if y'all can hear me y'all can still hear me cool shout out to all my friends and family that i i met and played ball with in fequay barrena north carolina um i want this to go viral guys i want this to be shared um i want this to be given to, you know, I want this to go viral because this is a story that can impact and affect everybody, okay? Exactly. I want to give a shout out to Garner, everybody in Garner, North Carolina. That's where I first started playing uh, pickup, no, flag football. That's where I playing flag football. Oh, I'm going to speed up my shout out process. Woo. I know, I know. It's just some some important people. I just like shout out certain schools, um, just so the audience understands kind of where I'm coming from a little bit. So hey, 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 Green. Yeah. You do you do know you're gonna be back on the show too? That's cool. I'm cool. With you. No, I'm just I'm just saying. You know, you, I know you don't want to leave nobody out, but shit, me, you, you own them. <laughs> okay. So, like, 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 so your story is like you take your time with your story. You own. Okay, okay, bet, bet. I'm gonna take my time, but uh, all right. So, shout out to I'm just all my coaches in North Carolina, all the schools that I went to. Uh, let's see. Shout out to Lincoln Heights Elementary. Shout out to Fequay Marina Middle. Uh, shout out to Willow Springs Elementary. I can't remember the fourth elementary I went to. That was the first one I went to. Um, but those are all the schools that I attended in North Carolina. And Fequay Marina Middle School, 
I got a lot of memories in North Carolina, man. And, you know, when you're in those puberty years, you know, when you're 11, 12, 13, that age range, the age range that we essentially target and love working with, um, I've had a lot of changes, pivotal moves during those developing years. And I think it's important to talk about those things. So moving from North Carolina to Arkansas, okay? I was born in 1993, North Carolina, Raleigh, North Carolina, okay? Transitioned to Arkansas, and I'll get more details as we go, okay? Transitioned to Arkansas um, when I was 11, I was going to the, I was in the sixth grade. And then I, when we moved to Arkansas in El Dorado, Arkansas, Good old L dog. Uh, it's hot. That good old Arkansas South Heat ain't no joke. But El Dorado Wildcats, where I attended three junior highs. I went to George Washington when I first got there. And then I transitioned into Barton. No, no, no. I went to two junior highs. Two junior highs in Arkansas. George Washington. No, George, yeah, George Washington Carver. And then I went to Barton Middle School where I played football and played basketball. And we'll get into that a little later. All right. And then I transitioned my family and I, we moved from Arkansas to Bowling Green, Kentucky, which is where we are now, where we shooting live. We moved here officially in 2008, which was my eighth grade year. But we moved here like I started the second semester of eighth grade. Sometime in January. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much like January, February of that spring semester of my eighth grade year. I tell people sometimes I moved here my freshman year because I really was only here a couple quarters in junior high. But from there, um is pretty much where my young adulthood um started to grow and evolve. Went to high school at Bowling Green High School, your Shout out to all the purples, man. Um, you know, I know football season's here. Like, hey. Football season's here. So shout out to all the purples, man. Uh, true to it, not new to it. Once a purple, always a purple. Yeah, that's what they say. Excellence is worth the effort. That's what they say. Until you, hey, 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 you been gone for a minute. I've been gone for a minute. I'm glad you know. It's a whole, it's a whole lot of dirty. He been gone for a minute. It's a whole lot of dirty treats been going on since we a public school. Tricksters, dirty tricksters. We a public school. So shout out to, um, well, that's essentially where I, I, I moved to in Bowling Green. And then I went on to play blah, blah, blah. But that's pretty much the intro of this video <laughs> because, you know, I got a lot to talk about and I'm going I'm try to, I'm going to try to stay on track. You can't say nothing. Daily moderator. Look, I, I brought notes and everything. That ain't going <laughs> you know, to work. Jalen is one of my best friends, and he knows me. So he knows when I get to go on my tangents or 
You know, I go left, hey, bro, come on, come on, you know, come little, back. Little come back. <laughs> so, but honestly. Nah, 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 look, what, 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 but the thing is, though, it's the subject that you're speaking on. A lot of people don't speak on it, so you got to yeah. talk about it in yeah. length, though. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I'm going to talk about the motherfucking devil in the room. <laughs> okay, well, everybody ain't getting ready to talk about that. Okay, that's true. You want to talk about, is that all your shout-outs? I just want to make sure you get all, all the men. My last few shout-outs, but that, the other ones wasn't really a shout-out. I kind of got... Like a, like a... Yeah, I know, I know. Sorry, I do want to give a shout-out <laughs> to all my peeps and homies in Chattanooga right now because that is currently where I'm living at. I do not live in Bowling Green. I am in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So shout-out to all my uh, homies that I've met in Chattanooga. In particular, shout-out to Lighthouse Collective. Um, you have welcomed me with open arms to, um, with Lighthouse Collective is a, I think it's a nonprofit uh, youth mentor organization in Chattanooga. They gotcha. do phenomenal work. If you've seen my Instagram page, um, I've posted videos where I, I've gone to their events and they put on for the city, for the youth with, I mean, you name it, they do some of everything. And some of the work that we do as well. So shout out to, um, to Chris, to Ladarius, to all of the founders out there, all of the guys that I've connected with, all of the, the young the young players that are coming up in Chattanooga. Some of them I think hopped on my live. And so I, I hope, you know, what we talk about today can, you know, resonate with the, those guys as well. Okay. Hey Green. Yes. We, we need we need to link up on that right there. That's a that's a major play Man, right there. I'm telling you, so for, for those of you who can't see Sterling. When I'm not talking to these guys, I'm talking to Sterling, one of my frat brothers, a good friend of mine. He's on their podcast as well, but he's not here in person. So, um, of unforeseen circumstances. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Kids, man. Which happens. Kids. Which happens. Which happens. Um, so I got a gang in my house, man. Those are my my quick shoutouts, essentially. We'll probably but get to more as we get into the story. No. I want to give a quick shout out to the American Heart Association. So if you've seen my Instagram post when I posted it, like, you know, podcast, podcast coming in five, I added a lot of people. Okay. And I added a lot of people I haven't even talked to, but I know what they do and I know what type of work that they're in. And, right. I, you know, so um, I added the American Heart Association. I am a member of the American Heart Association which I will get into those. Um, I added the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. Um, what up, Coach Prom out there at the CU Buffs? The time is now. You heard me, okay? Shout out to Reach the People Media with Darius. Uh, shout out to Well Off Media with, uh, with, with Dion Jr., uh, Sanders Jr. I, I watch all of y'all stuff. And uh, so... Dope. Um, where was I? Where are we at? <laughs> are you done with your shout-outs? Pretty, okay. pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. Okay. Pretty much. Pretty much. So, we done with all that after 45 minutes to an hey, hour? Hey, hey. I gotta, I gotta warm up to this. It's, it's been a while since I've been able to talk like this and, you know. No, so. you know what I All right. Hey, do, do I need to get the M&M's over there to your house, <laughs> mister? 
the kids, the kids, the kids that did something to you over there. All that coffee. Hey, but now let's go ahead and get to your Allergy, story. Man. Let's get into your story from from birth to now. Okay, um, from birth to now. Now, is there anything in particular that you just you a direction you want me to go? Um, because I have certain things in mind, like throughout your story, I probably won't at all. But I'll probably pull you back in onto that. But I just want to let you go, okay. and I'm not gonna put no restrictions on you today. Okay. Well, I need probably some restrictions because I can go cr- crazy. Like I said, I'll pull you back. All right. Cool. <laughs> um, well, the question you asked me was, where did I from birth from, from birth until now? All right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what? I should have brought that in here. Yeah, <laughs> I told you I got my popcorn. Hey, no, he just got that old man brain. Hey, I do. Hey, look, look, I'm going to tell y'all straight up. Everybody on my feed right now, everybody listening, anybody that knows me knows I'm one of those probably smartest guys, you know what I mean? But I'm one of the most ditziest guys. You're on the phone with you. Hey, bro, where my phone I'm at? so airheaded. <laughs> I be mad at myself. I be like, bro, what are you Hey, doing? bro, you know where my phone Hey, bro, you on the phone with But you know what? Mm. I blame my mama. <laughs> hey, we ain't going to blame her. And I know, but I love you, mama. But my mama. Because she told me you was trying to write a dictionary with uh, words that words that should be but aren't. Or uh, <laughs> He putting it in his own words. Yeah. Like words he thought should be in the dictionary English language. Oh, yeah, this should be a word, right? Hey, man. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but no, let's start from birth because a lot of people don't know your story from birth. Okay. Um, birth. So, the, really the whole reason why we are here today um, is because of my sports journey and the things that I've accomplished. And 1993, guys, I was born. Okay, for all of you all who follow me on Instagram and social media over the last few years or so, you've probably seen me put S for L, S for L, for, not for, for. Fall, okay? y'all hear that? Fall, fall, fall in them. Okay, S for <laughs> L. Okay, S for L for me means student for life. Okay, since the I came out the womb, all of us came out the womb. We have been learning. Life is our teacher. He's been a student since about 2014. (laughs) Don't let him fool you. He decided to become a student about 2014. (laughs) He was. I get him though. He was. He was an athlete. He was an athlete student before that, then he was a student about 2014. That's true. Now, most, <laughs> mo- now what he's saying though, most motherfuckers stop on to learn. They, they, they most, don't, they most, don't. Exactly. Most what people, he talking about, man, I'm 50, man, and, I, and, and Green Gear ready teach me some shit when I get around him. Uh, hey, nah, bro. He, yeah, this how, this how, I, he probably started becoming a student about 2012. That's about, no, about 2011 when I see him. That's when he started. He really came in about 2014. Yeah. Because he got mad at me. <laughs> our senior year, after we won the state championship, I didn't care. I'm talking about uh, our sixth period, which was. You ain't going to school, no nothing. Nah, because I had, I had to go to school because I had basketball. 
after that, oh God, I'm talking about. I'd come into our sixth period, which was English, what English pre pre college. Come on, senior. Yeah, it was sixth period. That was our last period of the day. Nah, we had crony. That was English. No, it wasn't. It was um. The it, most forgetful person in the room. We're gonna talk about. It wasn't English. Yes, it was. It was English. Okay. Because <laughs> I only had three real classes. I had two math classes and an English class. Hey, Sterling, you hear that? Yeah, Jalen, a smooth, arguing-ass nigga, man. No, no, look, 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 look. Senior year, only three real classes. Yeah, I had, uh, what? I the, had, rest, the rest is, uh, uh, I guess, I, was I don't give eight, a fuck. I was I don't give for a one fuck. period, and for two other periods, I had electives. And oh, I just, he got the bullshit, though. But see, you got, you, one thing you got to say about, one thing I can say about Jalen is, Jalen gonna learn by you saying he, oh, he yeah, ain't gonna yeah, yeah, fall on his yeah. motherfucking face for nothing. He, yeah. he, oh, you said that gonna happen? Oh, cool. I'm gonna go the opposite motherfucking way. <laughs> That's why he's smarter than a yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I tested that because when that nigga came to me and talking about, man, I said, what, what class you taking? He said, economics. I said, what he talk, talking about? He talking about how, how, how to make money. I said, who money? He said, he, he said, the, uh, Boss money. I said, yeah, that motherfucker going to teach me how to be a slave. So I gave that nigga a book. And when that nigga read that book and come back to me and said, hey, man, that motherfucker been in that line to me. I said, yeah, now, now you know how to beat his ass. So once he, once I seen him apply that, I knew he was different than the little young niggas, the most little young niggas, because mm-hmm. I told him something and he didn't, he, 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 he walked through the fire to figure out if that shit was going to work or not. He didn't. He didn't say, "Oh, this nigga don't know what he's talking about." He, he he went and invested some time into that shit, and a lot of little young niggas don't do that. That's where yeah. the learning come in. Yeah, like like, like so I, I feel you. No, like I, I feel you, Green. Dang. I yeah. feel. You. But back to the story. So this was sixth period. It's our, well, I said our sixth period. Uh, crony, I come in like thirty minutes late to class. All the time. <laughs> no, it's after the state championship and after uh, basketball season's over with. <laughs> he know his power. Pretty much senior year after we won state, I, no. I don't think nobody cared anymore. I, I mean, to, to to be fair, I had to care because early earlier my he didn't do my career, he didn't do me he didn't early do in my me. high school career I didn't uh, yeah you fucked around you fucked around then you found out later hey he fucked around and he found out later yeah he fucking around when you fuck around yeah yeah he won't fuck around yeah fuck around that's what's so beautiful about. Why I'm here now and why we're all here Bro, now. Bro, I'll never forget that one time. I came yeah, in you like, ain't fucking around with the fuck around guy. <laughs> I came in like literally like 30, 45 minutes late. I didn't even look at Crony. I, I just, I turned the corner. You look at me like, bro, what the fuck you doing? Look, so <laughs> audience might not know this, but Jalen is hands down one of the smartest people that came through our class. Period. Uh, facts. I already like, still. Hey, motherfucking black Jew. Yeah. Black Jew like a motherfucker. So, that nigga play dumb in the motherfucker on your head. You know, Jada, mm-hmm. he, he, he just dumb book smart. You feel me? Dumb in a good way. You know? Yeah. He just book smart like a mug. So senior year, like I said, I was trying to get my GPA up I so I can get into uh, college and play ball, you know. But Jalen, on the hand, senior year, it was a breeze, pretty much. I mean, I didn't have that many classes. I had maybe three, four. 
I guess but I, the ones that I did have, I, I took the like, extra math so class AP stats just because I was like, I need to feel something. I was, yeah, so he didn't really care coming in late class, coming to class late all the time. But the this after this after basketball, this after basketball. The teacher, shout out to Chrome Dog, Miss Crony, Natalie Crony. I think she's at so Warren East now. Last time I um, checked. You are the GOAT in my eyes. I, one of the I, greatest I, teachers that I've ever had. Hey, thank you for not turning me in. And, 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 and thank you. Thank you for being cool, bro. You feel me? Like, hey, cool. Sure. You hear that? So, so to kind of get back hey, on thank to you the, for not turning To get back onto the S4L, guys. Student for life, okay? Since 2014. Per se. All right. So, but the whole idea of why I created S4L which is a co-ed company, okay, which is a counseling and education firm that I have created. Um, I have not marketed and promoted a lot. It takes a lot of groundwork, man. And over the last, I don't know, two or three years, I've put a lot of time and work into it um, and all of that. But S4L for me, I am an educator first. And with that being said, I am a student first. I became a student of God. Thank you, child of God, as soon as I was born, okay? But here's here, here's the catch about when I was born, okay? I was born blue. A blue, blue, I said. I was born blue because I could not breathe, okay? I was born with a rare heart disease, all right? Uh, a lot of people that or in Bowling Green, or even to play ball with me growing up. You know, they've seen some of the things I've gone through, but my immediate family, they can tell you how rough it was, okay? Hey, what condition, what condition was it? I'm about to tell you. Glad you asked. So the heart condition that I have is called Tetralogy for Love. For all you math majors, Tetra, Tetra is four, okay? So in my case, I have four heart defects in, in one. It's a very complicated heart um, disease. It's a congenital heart disease, so I was born with it, okay? To, I'm not here to give you all a, a, a medical you know, lecture, you know, but I will do my best to educate you all, to inform you all of what my diseases I have currently and the things I was born with. Mostly starting off with my heart, okay? Are you going to say something? Yeah. So how many surgeries did you have at birth? So Tetralogy Fallot is essentially I was born with a missing pulmonary valve, pulmonary artery, okay? But if you understand how the heart works, um, you know, you have oxygenated blood that, you know, shoots down, and then you have, you have rich blood, and then you have the deoxygenated that comes back up. So kind of like a circular, like a, like a filter, like a filter, like yeah, a flow, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, and with my heart condition, I was born without that valve to where my blood could shoot through, you know, right. into the rest of my body, you know, lungs and everything else. So that's why I was born blue. I wasn't getting any oxygenated blood, okay. And so it's funny that years later I became a sigma. You know, we're all blue and pure white. Thank you. Because um, I'm like, I've always been, I feel like been blue. You can't see nothing but blue. I can't see nothing but blue. I was born blue, literally. And so 
When I say SPOM, it means from birth I have been I have been fighting. So how many surgeries did you have since we got on track? So I've had a total of. Well, I want to know because we probably gonna get get through our life. But okay. When you first was born, how many heart surgeries? Did you okay. Have? So when I was first born um, in Raleigh, North Carolina, okay, I was actually flown to Chapel Hill, okay, in North Carolina. Chapel Hill, shout out to the Tar Heels. Um, Chapel Hill is where I, I undergone my first open heart surgery, okay, as an infant. I think I was about three weeks old. Um, they, you know, they put me on a machine and stuff so I can breathe and all that. I was three weeks old when I had my initial surgery, okay, to repair that valve. So, so because I didn't have that valve, they put in what they call a shunt or a pig valve, okay, artificial valve essentially. And, um, but the thing about it is that valve doesn't continue to grow. And over time, it tends to wear out. Calcium build up, um, the, the, the blood flow, the, the, the valves start to thin, you know. Um, so I've had to get it replaced a total of four times. Well, yeah, four times. But open so you had your chest. So you had your chest open up four times? Well, I've had my chest. I've had my chest plate broken and my ribs. <clears throat> And I, I want, I want, I want everybody because now, because now we about to get into the, to the, I feel it in my spirit. Nah, nah, so, nah. I, I ain't, I ain't trying. I'm, I'm emotional because I done had some motherfucking surgeries too. So when you say what you're saying, yeah, it, it fucking with me right now because like my shoulder was hanging off the table. Is how bad I fucked my shoulder up. So mm-hmm. you say your, your chest plate. I don't even let nobody in basketball touch me in my chest. Trust so, me. You Trust go through four surgeries, man. Man. So look, I've had three open heart. I was three weeks. My second one, I was three years old. Okay. And then my third one, I was 11 going on 12. I was in the sixth grade. So How long it set you back each time you had them surgery? Well, I don't remember my first two surgeries. But my okay. third open heart, oh, I remember very detailed, very vividly, because that moment in my life changed my life, okay? And for a lot of people who know me, I've always been a go-getter, you know? I've always been self, very self-motivated, very driven. So my goal for today is to try to paint a picture to where you can try to put yourself in my shoes just for a moment because for me to be here sitting here is a miracle literally yeah literally okay and to do the things that i've done at the level that i've done them it has not been done it has not been done okay um you shouldn't even been playing so funny story um my mom told me this so when i first started playing sports you know um i had to get a physical like most people you get a physical and stuff but in my case you know i'm I'm big time heart patient so i didn't know this until recently but my parents actually didn't want me to play sports 
not that they didn't, they wanted to kill my dreams and that you know crap like that and I you know but I'm a baby, okay. Now I want everyone to picture if you got kids right now, if you have nieces, if you have nephews, if you have siblings, you know, because one of the main reasons why I'm actually able to tell this story now, believe it or not and come on here and talk in depth about it is because of my niece and my nephews. Because I know my story will impact them. You know, because they, they, they love Uncle B, you know, and <laughs> I work with them, and, but they don't, they don't know the work that I had to put in, okay? Man, hey, hey, I think it's brave of your parents, man, because like for me, you tell me my son and my daughter done had Three surgeries, yeah. I don't, I, I, not that I'm scared that they ain't gonna be successful, cause the athleticism is what you're born with. Exactly. We talking about a heart condition, exactly. and, I, and I'd be a little bit worried about whether they gonna go so damn hard that that something happen that See, they ain't even I'm glad prepared you, to deal look, with. Sterling, I'm glad you said. So what Sterling just said was, if. Did you say one of your children had surgery? No, he said if. Oh, if they had surgery. No, if if any of them, I got three babies right now. Like like so, you know, you telling me I got to deal with one of my kids. My and my son, he played he, he played football and he had died for that football right now and he mm -hmm. healthy. So you tell me he got a heart so, condition, but I know how hard he gonna go. My, man, I'm I'm gonna be leery. My man Sterling just said something about how his son will die behind that football. Listen, listen to what I just said. There's a lot of people out here who will die behind what they do, who will sacrifice time, all of that, who will die behind what they do. You could have told me that some year. When I say G O E, <laughs> almost quit. God over everything. S one five five. I got it tied on my leg. I'm very tight. That's what that means. God over everything, over pain, over suffering, over struggle, over all of that. I'm only here because of that, period. So when you talk about die about it, the risk that I was taking every single moment, not, not just football, guys. I was an athlete. Let me, let me make that clear. I am an athlete. I wasn't just a one-sport guy. And I actually recommend kids nowadays to play multiple sports because a lot of those sports, they, those skills, they, they transferable, okay? Um, so... You never told the story about uh, after the, when you got the physical. You never told you what your parents thought. Yeah, so my parents didn't want me to play, okay? But my doctor, after clearing me, after doing the physical, he was like, well... I think I think he can play. I think you should let him go out and try. My mom was like, "Fuck," you know. Um, they were like, they were like, "Damn!" Like, you know, you know, we we want him to play, but we want him to be safe, you know. And if anybody knows my dad, no, we're, we're very competitive. That's just who we. That's who we green boys are. Period. Right. That's who we are. It's in my DNA to be competitive. You know, I was born an athlete, but like Sterling said. We're not talking about your athletic, just raw athletic ability. 
We're talking about a heart condition that I was born with that I wasn't even supposed to touch any court. I wasn't supposed to touch any court. Look, about 97% of people with my heart condition or something similar to it never touch the field, never play a sport. Damn near 100% of the people that has had my condition has not touched a sport. What did your dad always try and get you to do? So my dad was an athlete, and he was one of the main reasons why we played. But my dad actually, he tried many times, guys, throughout my life to convince me, man, play, play golf or, or do tennis or just stick to track. I don't know why I was just so hell-bent on playing football and just being so physical and just rah, rah, rah. You a boy. He was trying to get up and through. You a boy, boy. And look, boy, boy is like danger. running with our iPhones. Boy, boy is like danger, man. Boy, boy is like danger. If you a boy, boy, if you a boy, boy, boy you going to do some dangerous shit in your life. He was trying to make you miss and get up out of there. I was a speed guy, speed back, so... You know, I wasn't. I was never a big guy, so I had to. You know, I had to make you miss. You know, but yeah. but the fact that I was still out there says everything. Being able to give a hit, oh, I can definitely take a hit. Who was your fastest forty? Man, for people for people who don't know, and and your fastest uh, track time. Any anyone you want? I'm not that fast, guys. I'm. Go <laughs> I'm average. I'm average. I said, now you average. What's average. your fastest time you've ran? 40 and track. 100, 200, whatever you want. I mean, in the grand scheme of like, okay, you got fast people. I didn't ask you how fast. I said, what was your time? See, look, you trying to do that gray area shit. I want to know this black and white. What was your fastest time? All right, so... My first ever 40 I ever ran. Was it your fastest? No. Okay, what was your fastest? I'm going <laughs> to blow y'all mind, okay? I'm going to blow a lot of y'all's mind because you just, you just, so when I was in the fifth grade, okay, um, actually fifth going to sixth. No, no, I was in the sixth grade. I'm sorry. I was in the sixth grade. This is actually before I had my open heart surgery, when I was in El Dorado, Arkansas, okay? My first ever, I ran a 4.62. I was 11 years old, right-handed guy. You can, you can ask any coach. How much your ass weigh? I'm like 160, but my whole. How much did you weigh then? Oh, back then, I was. 85? No, 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 no. <laughs> I've been about. Well, when I was in the fifth going to sixth grade, before I had my open heart surgery, y'all, I was about 140. I was solid. Thank you. I was solid because I, I'm a, I, I, I've been working hard and, and, and doing stuff, doing the extra above and beyond my whole life. And once you've been again, trying to prove yourself. when I was mm -hmm. in the fifth grade, my brother's probably on here. He can tell you. My family can tell you. All my homies in North Carolina that witnessed the incredible talent that I had at an early age, despite already having been cut open the way I did. Now, let me, I, 
I don't think, I don't know if my audience quite heard when I said I had an open heart surgery. I had my chest and my ribs sawed open and put yeah. back together. Okay. Crack your they had to place. crack me open. So, so my pain tolerance from birth has been very, very high. And now that I'm older and I'm able to reflect on a lot of the stuff that I've been through, a lot of the pain that I've been through, I'm like, shit. Okay, let me let's reflect on your fastest forty. <laughs> my fastest forty. <laughs> My fastest, my unofficial fastest 40 is a 438. I ran a 438 unofficially. Sophomore year? Yep, sophomore year. Before I had any injuries, any injuries to my lower limbs, and it gets very interesting, y'all. It gets very interesting. At my fastest ever, I was a 441, 442 guy. And I was, I was a sophomore in high school then, you know, at Bowling Green High School. The only person that really ever, I can honestly claim that was faster than me that come through Bowling Green was uh, high school in particular was Tarion Clark when I was in high school, at least. Tarion Clark, he's the head coach at Moss Middle School. Moss Middle School right now. Yeah, football. yeah that's big coach. Um, shout out to Big Bro. Um, he, was, <laughs> he was really the only guy. Everybody, yeah. but I mean, you know, I, I don't nah, 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 he fast for real. Hey, nah, nah. He's fast for real. Yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, I ain't saying that, but I'm like, I'm glad, you know, hey, man, sometimes, man, when somebody better than you, you just go on up to it at that point. But how many times, I, how many times y'all race? Well, we ran track together. No, I'm saying, like, we never head actually up. just, I mean, we ran track, so we always kind of went head up. What you mean? So y'all, so y'all, y'all, y'all. So when you when you raced him, is it was did you run him like you you was in a competition? A I, track I, meet. I beat Tarion one time in the hundred, but he I don't think he was really running. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got hurt. Hey, hey, that's hey. not look, look. See, <laughs> you call fast. See, look, what my way. What we call fast? You got motor fast. And fast. See, motor, 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 look. Motor is, is, is him. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. so you can't come to a, to a race with a Tesla engine and everybody else got gasoline? All right, uh, Musk. <laughs> you better put that on autopilot. <laughs> exactly. Here's what I do know. Okay? I, I don't like to brag. I, I, I'll brag like, for you. I would like yeah, other people to, to tell the audience and stuff what type of player I was because uh, Jay, Jay already told you know Jay, uh, <laughs> but Jay already I mean, told me. if you ask anybody in the Bowling Green area that knows Bowling Green football knows anything about me nobody will ever tell you like nah he was he, he no I, I was I was fast he got tracked down by a white boy I'll, I'll, you know, <laughs> I did, I did. Hey, but I no, did. before I I, before we go further, he came in second with two hundred. Yeah. Behind uh, James Quick. James Quick from Louisville. Yeah. So, I'm fast, but I'm not like elite fast. I'm Bowling Green, he's elite fast. Okay. I'm slow compared when, when I got. Cause I ran in college. 
I was slow. Look, that's tough. I mean, look. my fastest hundred is a ten eight. That's different. You know, <laughs> they was born. Look, yeah, they practiced doing. You that. know, it was a who was one of the fastest, slowest dudes I know. Man, you ran a ten eight. Yeah, man. Uh, one more slow as hell, man. I couldn't catch him. <laughs> nah, man. Which was which, which, which really unofficial. It was my fastest official was probably like a high ten nine eleven flat area. I was consistently like a 11, a low, low 11, high 10, but my my problem was I was injury prone, man. Yeah. I was injury prone, and, and, and honestly, a lot of that is why I'm here, because I've done a lot of research. Um, I'm a learner. I have to learn. My body is my school. Student for life. We are constantly evolving. Our bodies are constantly changing. And so a lot of the things that I've done, you know, I want to learn why my heart does the things that it does. I want to learn why my immune system has been attacking my body. I want to learn all of these other things that I got going on so I can be proactive and be the best person that I can be, period. So um, just, you know, that was my fastest time. I just want to let people know he was legit. I was, you know, he went on made it. I tell anybody else around around here to run shit like it. Bet you they can't. They can't. So <laughs> and look, to tell you the type of athlete I was, um, I had my first official dunk, and I was five eight my uh, freshman year. He's still five eight. I am still fine. <laughs> so, so for all you guys, hey, I, I, I was just gonna say that because hey. when he gave me that, I'm looking Shut like, up. <laughs> hey. look, my first, I'm, I'm looking like, I swear, six foot, broke in, six foot, hey, hey, he took my, yeah, that first official of dog at five or something. Yeah. And look, he gave me that right when I came in the door. I'm looking like, he still that height? Still, I ain't grown. Look. I, I pretty much hit my peak when I was pretty much in the eighth grade, seventh grade. But I hit a major growth spurt, though, after I had my last open heart surgery. The main reason why I think that was was because I was getting oxygenated blood throughout my body. So I was able to grow. My muscles were happy. My body was, was able to, to flourish in those. So when I had my open heart surgery... Uh, my third one, when I was 11, going on 12, I was 100, about 142 pounds, 100, somewhere around there. Before you, is that the the uh, life event you wanted to talk about? The what? The life event you said happened at 11. It, uh, it, was, it was traumatic. Yeah, my open heart surgery. That's what, is that the one you were talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was making sure we got to that one. I was just making yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you threw me off, man. What was I 142 saying? 142 pounds. Yeah, so I was 142 pounds. And I was 5'2". Um, after my heart surgery, I was I think I came down to 111. About 111 pounds, something somewhere around that area. I don't remember the exact numbers, but that's a ballpark. I lost about 30 pounds when I was that age, but I was strong, guys. Look, you guys may not believe it, but I don't have a reason to lie. When I was growing up, man... We were doing push-ups and sit-ups since we were toddlers. Bro, no. Okay. He's gonna be in the of conversation with you, hey, bro. I'm gonna get some push-ups in real quick. When I was in the fourth, still keep the conversation fourth, going. fifth grade, we were doing 75 straight 
Guys, I don't think y'all hear me. Didn't you say the average man, the average person can't do 10? Average person can't do 10. I can do 10 now. When I was in the fifth grade, I was running track with high schoolers. Ask my brother Chris, what my grade? oldest brother. What grade? I was I was in the fifth grade. I, I thought believe. you said ten. I, I was in the fifth grade, and my sure my clear. brother, I was he's five years. Uh, I graduated. He graduated my seventh grade year, so he's what was that? Five years ahead. Of me? I see. So he's like five years or so ahead of me. But when I was in the fifth grade, I think that was one of the first times I started running track. Um, that's when I knew I was really blessed with speed. Because I was able to run. This was, I remember, because it was we ran open 200s and all of that. I was right there with them. These guys are going into high school, already mm -hmm. in high school. I'm still in elementary. I'm still in elementary. At 5'2". That's when I knew I was really athletic, athletically good. But I always knew I was fast. But that's when I really knew that I had some... <laughs> I saw, I saw. <laughs> some athletic ability or whatever. Um... So, I say, I say, about well, something over there, Sterling. <laughs> so yeah, you know, Sterling over there, uh, shoving, shoving mouth with something. Looks like pineapples. I got pineapple. <laughs> so um, yeah, I, I don't really like to, you know, brag. Too I'll much. brag for you again. What'd you say? When did you have your first month? You was five eight. We uh, we. So skipped. yeah, so that, let's just give you all another example. Two years ago, that I wasn't happy. <laughs> um. So, my freshman year, okay, and my, my brother Thomas, Thomas, he's in the chat right now, and then my best, my other best friend, Jared Ingram, they were all there. Yeah, they it both was, at the same time. Look, it was an off-season workout, all right? This is the spring at Parks and Rec, all right? It was my freshman year that off-season, but I, I've attempted dunking pretty much since seventh grade. I've been getting up for a while. I just never could get it in. But my, uh, that, we was doing workouts. We always worked out parks and rec during the off season until winter workouts or whatever started. Me and my brother made a bet, Thomas. He was uh, a junior at the time, and then I was a freshman. He threw me an alley-oop. This is after working out too, guys. And I was, like I said, I was a freshman. You know when you have your first anything. You remember that. And my best friend, Jared, he tries to argue with me to this day. It wasn't freshman year. No, it was freshman year. <laughs> because sophomore year, I messed up my knee, lost my jumping ability. You know, meniscus, season, right? My meniscus and my MCL. And then my junior year, senior year, I was messed up because my damn ankle. So I know it was my freshman year because that was the healthiest I've ever been. My brother threw me an alley-oop. We made a bet. He was like, you got three attempts. First, first attempt, man, put that mug in. That was my first official dunk. I was a freshman at Bowling Green High School, 5'8", about 160. So I was a decent athlete. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say I was windmilling and all of that crap. Bro, he was, bro, he was not no decent athlete. I was, I was a little was above average. A little Yeah. Well, in the terms of my heart condition, in general, you were no average you know, athlete. Man, okay, I wasn't average, but you could be you know, modest, man. Nah, bro, he was not. Nah, he was him. Well, don't let my confidence offend you. Put it like that, then. Put it yeah. like that. 
Because well, man, when you you better stop that shit. You better <laughs> embrace the hate. My boy Sterling embrace. said, I, "I better embrace the hate." And you know what? You right. Yeah. Because one of the reasons why I've waited so long to talk about some of the things I'm going to talk about, and we've talked about, especially the vulnerable side. You know, as a man being vulnerable, um, you know, that's tough. You know, you get to talking about some of your quote unquote weaknesses or some of the things that you, you know, you, you, you challenge, that challenge you, you know, it, it, it can be scary, you know, and, and as a young man growing up, you got to be tough, you got to be strong, you got to be this, you got to be that. So, you know, a, a lot of times, you know, I just, I just went with the flow, you know, if you, if you see me, you see me, if you know me, you know me. But as I've gotten older and you know, there were a couple of times where I almost died in the last couple of years. Those moments, if if you if anybody listening to this has ever been in a situation where you thought your last moments, you know, you were in a situation where, damn, this is my last moment on here. It changes you. It changes you. And that was early on, that was later on in my life. Those heart surgeries, those are very risky surgeries. One wrong thing, I may not be here. So a lot of times when I talk about death or I talk about life, I have no fear. God over everything. My whole life, I was taking an extreme risk one hit to the chest, guys. One, you know, two. If my sternum would have cracked, I would have bled out on the field. So when we talk about my athletic ability, the one thing that a lot of people don't see is the work that I put in, the pain that I suffered. I had to learn how to re-walk. I had age. to learn how to walk again, guys. What age was this? When I had my, I was 11. Okay. When I was in the sixth grade, this, this is how phenomenal that my life has been. And I give nothing but glory to God. Because when I was in the sixth grade, now, everyone listening to this, I want you to put yourself back in your shoes. What were you doing when you were 11, 12 years old? What were you doing in that in that in that phase? Oh, I don't want to talk Ripping and running, acting a fool. Guess what? I couldn't run from here or to 20 yards without being dead tired. I couldn't play a pickup game without, you know, falling out on the ground. See, and that's when my parents knew, yeah, it's 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 time to probably get that valve replaced. Okay, but I was dumb athletic, dumb strong. Yeah, I'm, finna, I'm finna go get some life insurance. <laughs> we, done, we, done chose, we done chose to let you play Daredevil. If we done chose Look. to let you play Daredevil <laughs> and I'm your daddy, I'm finna go get me some life insurance. Uh, he finna do what he wanna do. That's what I would've figured out. Me off. I don't know where he was at. He was talking about You was at the surgery. I was at the surgery. Yeah. Uh, my slow butt. I told y'all I'm ditzy, man. Sometimes, bro. Hey, I swear. Because like, I know what I was. Because I was waiting on you to 
figure. I don't know where I wanted to go. So I wanted to talk about chronicling your injuries, like, okay, and throughout high school, and then, okay, that's cool. To let people know, like, the seriousness of what you dealt with after your heart surgeries, not just okay, okay. Well, I want to try to give a little more detail about that's where you was at. how my heart works. So, oh yeah, that's what it was. I want paint a picture. So put yourself in your in, in their shoes when you were that age of having an open heart surgery. Now, granted, now I don't know if they can see me or not, but when I had my open heart surgery, guys, my third one, okay, remember that. I I didn't have a right chest. My right side was gone. I had a all I had was a nipple, pretty much. I had a big dent in my chest. So when you talk about just body image, you talk stomach. I had five abs. I had four and a half abs because I had a big hole, a big chunk of my body taken out, you know, from whatever. So hey man, hold on. What the fuck did they do with that shit? Like you said you had a dent in you. I mean, they took a bone. They took the bones out, right? I don't. I don't really know. I'm how. trying to get a visual. I'm trying well, to get a visual of what you're saying, like at this point, because you said you ain't got a right side. I like, did. I knew a so, nigga I played with that didn't have a pectoral muscle, but well, this, it, like, it, so. it, it wasn't that. It was. It was. I honestly don't. I, I can't really explain it, man. But I just know after I had my surgery, that last one. You know, I got my scars. Okay, and then I had these three tubes, these three long tubes that was sticking out my body and it was draining all the extra fluid and blood. My pain has purpose. Thank you, Madre, for telling me that. Because when you are that age and you see that much blood, you can't stand on your own. The most pain that I've ever been in up until recently was my open heart surgery. Okay. Any injury, anything I've ever had, I always compared it to my recovery from that. That was your problem. I had, but listen to this. Sixth grade, I had surgery. I was a starter on my seventh grade basketball team. I couldn't play football, the one I wanted to do. But just within a year, a little over a year from an open heart surgery. So if I get a little frustrated when I'm not frustrated, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, when I'm talking to some of my, my mentees and I'm and I'm and I'm I'm out here mentoring and stuff and I'm passionate, just know it's coming from a emotion. good place. When when you I get, when you show emotion. Yeah. Because most black men can't show emotion. Mm -mm, mm -mm. It, it's it's coming from a very authentic place. Um and what was the other thing you said? You want me to go into my injuries and stuff? Yeah, like after like you had an eleven and now let's talk about like really what you had to go through after you had your heart surgery, just to know, like, people, people don't understand, you walk fine, but, like, you went through a lot of stuff and you just don't let people see it. 
Well, that's true. My mom wanted me to say this today. Remind me of that. My mom believes over the years, and it's probably true. It, it is true. Over the years, I've got really well at hiding my pain. Yeah. And I, I, I'm not, that's not unique to me. There's a lot of people out here hurting and struggling and suffering in whatever fashion or form that may be. You know, that's, but in my case, I can honestly say there were a few times in my life where I probably shouldn't have been on the field. I probably shouldn't have been playing. Mm -hmm. But what I want my audience to understand is the amount of pain subconsciously and consciously that I've experienced since birth, my body remembers that, dog. Like, you know, my body remembers that. So when I'm doing stuff or whenever you're executing whatever you're doing, excuse me, <clears throat> my mind always goes back to those type of things. That pain that I had, that, per that pain has propelled me even further, more, more than I like to admit it, okay? So here's, here's what's funny about me being an athlete with my heart condition. Okay, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna take this, which is gonna lead into the the plethora of injuries I've had over the years, and quite frankly, I think a lot of it stems from my heart and my blood circulation. Um, I I do, and like I said, I, I'm not a doctor, but. I've done a lot of research and, and I got some notes stuff with me today too so I can, you know, try to check myself on that. But heart surgery wise, um, injury wise, guys, injury wise, let's see. Sophomore year? No, my first few injuries was probably when I fractured, I broke my thumb. I broke out, I, I fractured it in three different places. Uh, I've, ha I've pretty much fractured all of my fingers. I broke my thumb and I've, I've had a, a fracture all of my fingers. But I, I did a lot of that before I even got in high school, okay? Um, when I was in the eighth grade, I wore a cast on my thumb, you know, because of that. You know, so talking about painful, Man, sometimes people don't realize when you when you when you uh hurt a limb or something or your pinky or something when you lose something you don't realize like damn I didn't realize yeah. <laughs> how much I use that mug you feel me but that was nothing you know and I, I've endured a lot of a lot of injuries um let's just talk about a few of them I guess my major injuries that I've had that has shaped my life was when I, I would say my junior year definitely was a year that impacted my career for sure um i tore my uh how you pronounce it perioneal perionealis tendon i can't remember how to pronounce it right now but essentially it's a tendon in the back of your ankle okay initially i thought i had a high ankle sprain we all did and that's how we pretty much treated it but it was way worse than that Okay, but it, but what's so crazy about it, I'm able to endure pain so much 
This this is a testimony, man. Senior year, bro. Junior year going into senior year. So wait, 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 wait. So what? Uh, so what? Uh, I want people to understand. So okay. you injured it, Grayson County. No, I injured. I I initially injured my ankle. My ankle against Grayson County. That's what I said. You said I thought you said Christian County. I said Grayson County. Oh, my you, bad, you my think bad. about that loss y'all took? Hey, <laughs> we, we, hey, we definitely took a loss, but. So no. you injured at Grayson County. That's a week before uh, fall break. Yeah. Rest up a week. So you probably had two weeks. You come back and play the Warren Hunters game. They lost. And then, you what, it gets hurt again? Nope. So I, I thought it got hurt again. No, I initially hurt it Grayson County before fall break. Perfect, <laughs> perfect time to hurt your foot because you had some break in between. And then when we came back, we played Warren Central, our rival. I shouldn't have played. I shouldn't have played. Period. But, you know, it's funny because I was laughing with Jared and Montel the other day watching that film, actually. And I was limping the whole time. I thought Duke tackled you and somebody, tw- somebody twisted your ankle. They, I was already injured, though. That's what I said. Like, you, and it just made it worse. I just prolonged some of my injuries because I know I have such a high pain tolerance. It can be a blessing and a curse. And I've realized that as I've gotten older, because I've pushed myself so hard in so many ways to where I literally was on the brink of death, you know, just a couple years ago. And, um, but a, a, a lot of my early injuries, pain actually allowed me to get through what I'm still going through now. Okay, so did you play any more games after uh, Warren Central? Uh, Junior year. I don't remember. Um, I don't remember who we played after that and stuff. I don't think so. I came back I think for that playoff game with Christian yeah, County. Yeah, so you don't play anymore to play the last playoff game. But let, let me tell them the injury, how long. So, guys, give you an example. So the next time Montel, Jared, some other guys, <laughs> we get to talking and laughing. And, you know, Montel made a comment about a cut that I made, how I should have cut up quicker. And I'm like, bro. Was that the central game? Yeah. I'm like, you think I didn't know that? Like, come on, bro. I'm a speed guy. I couldn't make that cut. I essentially played half my junior year or the end of my junior year and all of my senior year on one foot, on one leg. He had more touchdowns than me. And I still had... 12 or, I think 12 touchdowns. You had at least nine runs of rushing. Like, you (laughs) feel me? Like, this was an injury that required a six to ten month recovery. Hold on, man. Hey, hey, can y'all go over there and check out my home in Sterling? I don't know (laughs) what's going on with him. Hell, (laughs) he need an oxygen tank. Six to ten months. Now I'm on my grass, got cut today. Oh, okay. I was, came back in like three. Gotcha. It was a six to ten month <laughs> physical therapy process. Now, it was really about six to eight to get back to normal, normalcy. But about ten or more as far as com- competing. I came back just so I can play my senior year because it meant more to me than anything else in the world. You talk about a dream Right. 
What is this called again? A dream? A ball in a dream. A ball in a dream. I wanted to be on that field with y'all more than anything. So let's go back. So to I sacrificed. Not because I know me, you know. I got better, kind of, as the season went. But to this day, I don't have good mobility in my foot. Okay, you know? so, so we got the playoff game. We got, so. Hold on. I had the surgery in May. Yeah, I was gonna, I'm working up to the okay, surgery. Okay, okay, okay. So we got the playoff game. We got, we got so y'all lose in, in, uh, in the playoffs. We lose in the championship game. Me and him sit down and talk in a uh, sales class. And this is when this is the when we come up with the pact of playing football. And I'm playing football, he's playing basketball. So this is like a week? No, it's like two a couple of days after the regional tournament. So I tell uh Settle, who ends up being my position coach, that I'm playing football. And then so I show up first day to uh, spring practice and everybody's in shock. Because uh, I know a few guys on the basketball team play football uh, in the, the little league. They was like, kept on asking me to play. Walsh was like, so you need to play receiver or tight end. And he's playing quarterback at the time. <laughs> I think we got him playing quarterback. Thank you. Hey. Y'all heard hey. that, right? Y'all heard that, right? I was playing Wildcat. He was cooking it. Athlete. He was cooking him. And then, so let's, let's talk about that talk you had with our defensive coordinator at the time, Coach Griff. Okay. So, I think this is important because, you know, when we talk about sports, guys, and we talk about, you know, your body and being healthy, a lot of times we, 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 we put ourselves through stuff. Uh, that, that's, that's a part of it. And I want to a little talk about what Coach Griff said to me my junior year and then my dad. Uh, me and Jelly were talking about it a little earlier. So all of you guys that are in high school right now, you are playing ball. Um, I think this is important for you, okay? You know your body better than anybody else, okay? I would say probably one of my biggest regrets in high school was probably having that ankle surgery, believe it or not. Like Jalen said, once I initially injured it, we didn't know it was something outside of a high, a, a high ankle sprain. We didn't know that I had a, a tendon tear that controls the balance of your leg. Like I said, I was playing on one leg pretty much all season. But once I injured it, I, I pretty much therapy myself back the best I could. But I still felt pain in the back of my ankle. I went through spring ball, balled out. Um, and we have one of the best defenses in the state. And I had a really good spring, which is actually my only spring because I, I ran track. But my senior year, I decided to not – I ran maybe one meet my senior year, maybe a couple meets. And the only reason why I stopped running was because I already knew I had football opportunity. But then my ankle, when I ran the curves – I still felt pain. And I'm like, bro, like, it can't be still something going on. But Coach Griff, shout out to Coach Griff, man. You're one of my favorite coaches, always has been. You were one of my dad's favorite coaches as well. 
Um, he was a defensive coordinator when I was at Bowling Green High School. Should have been a head coach. And I think Bowling he ran Green. special teams, I think. Did he? I think he might have been. He might have been a special teams coordinator. Um, coach Griff, man, he was – him and my dad were the main two guys that really advocated for me to not have that surgery. They thought that that surgery would not – I would not be the same person. And – Looking back, they were right. I never was the same player. My jumping ability, my quickness, my ability to make people miss Montel. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just couldn't do it. I'm a speed guy, you know. And, and me and Jalen laugh a lot because, you know, I'm literally out there playing, you know, my junior year, I mean, my senior year, right? I'll never forget this way. You know. Um, but I had that surgery in May so going you, into my senior year. How long was you on crutches? I was in a cast in a boot for at least six, seven weeks, if not more. I'm pretty sure longer than that. I used to carry his backpack uh, to class to class yeah. for like most of the time as long as we was in school. Yeah. See, and I'm telling y'all, man, the only reason why... No, 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 before. Tell him why his backpack was heavier than mine. <laughs> what do you mean? I ain't gonna lie. I didn't take books to class. No, he didn't. <laughs> hey, see, Jalen never took books to class because he just, he just, he just smart, bro. Like, he just naturally smart. I had to work hard, dog. I, I took class, just go to class, like go two to school, classes. Bro. I had to put in. I had like the first time I got his backpack. I said, "Why is your backpack so heavy?" <laughs> hey, bro. So you had, you had, you had a little thin binder fold. Hey. Hey. I, I went to my locker like twice a day. That's that's not me, man. You know. Hey, bro. No, I'm over like damn. I'm not to be strong. Man. Hey, <laughs> hey, but no, I'll never forget that it was Saint X. I'll never forget that that, that game. So I'll tell it. So to give you an example of, so y'all understand how my ankle injury impacted my game. Not only just my game, I'm gonna stay on this topic because I can go off. Um, but it it impacted my game in many areas. Okay, but going off of um, what you just said, Saint X. So Saint X, guys. If anybody knows, St. X is a private uh, Catholic school, one of the better schools in Kentucky. We're, we're public. Um, and we are a public 5A schools. Uh, 5A schools. Don't you say right. You've been going too long, man. No, man. But, but, no, no. no. What? Stop, stop it. You've been going too long. What you mean? We public. Yeah, man, no, 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 no. <laughs> We public. Man. We private slash hey. public. Hey. Public. So... Hey. Say next, um, which means they can legally recruit. Yeah, they can legally Man, recruit. They, I mean, they're one of the better schools. Let's be oh, honest. Say next. Oh, I thought you were talking about. <laughs> so, there was, there was, there was one play. Right? Yeah, you see that? Yep. You see that? Man, you're right. I thought they was talking about something else. Yeah, there was, uh, <laughs> there was, there was Sterling. Professor was, X. <laughs> Professor X. <laughs> there was uh, one play in particular. Magneto. Me and uh, Jalen laugh about all the time. Bro, I'll never forget it. Because this shows you, like, hey, I'm trying. I, hey, I, I'm going. I'm did gonna we make, Did we make eye contact? Nah, because you were blocking. We couldn't. But, but no, I saw you though. But, all right, so <laughs> just I'm a speed back. So a lot of times, you know, they give me the ball. Was it an outside uh, off tackle? 
I think it was. It wasn't a sweep. It was probably off tackle then. Yeah, something like that. I can't remember our plays. I wasn't a counter. Say it was twenty six. But anyways, look, a wide open hole. Okay, if if you a skilled guy running back, receiving anybody, if you've ever played football, and you know you following your blocks, you know, and Jalen is one of the best blockers I've ever seen, hands down. Okay. I'm sorry, y'all. He's mine. He's been, you know. But, but you seriously. You saying that shit because y'all best friends, man. No. Hold on, man. Hey, I hey, hey. Start this guy. Start he ain't never mentioned. He ain't never mentioned no blocking, man. Because I hate it. Catch. I hate it. Jalen was an all-around football. As a, as a tight end, he was an all-around tight end. I did play one of them, too. I'm just but he was doing his job, guys. Guys, we could have beat San X more than what we did. But. So I'm running to the outside to my right side. I'm blocking. I even got dude. So I basically pinned the linebacker, and so pushed them out pretty much. So my okay. outside heads on his outside shoulder, so he can't go anywhere. I, I out of my peripheral, I see him come around the corner. I'm like, if he hits his corner and bounces out, because I used to play running back, just so y'all know, I used to play running back. So if he hits that corner. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm just I'm just blocking away. I'm like, bro, hit the hole. <laughs> In my head, I'm thinking, hit the hole, bro. Hit the hole. Ah. <laughs> Look, I could not make crisp cuts. You know, I couldn't cut on a dime. So a lot of my cuts, I rounded them out. And the one thing you work on as a speed guy is cut on a dime. Cut without thinking about it. You know, the angles. And a lot of that I had to develop through work. Through extra practice, through all of that, I'm but still then, I'm still thinking he he got from sophomore junior. Where I'm looking at clips where he, man, he take a he take a, a kickoff, he hits one hole, hits the sideline against Owensboro, and just dust there. That's what I'm supposed to do. I was supposed to hit the hole, bounce back out, touchdown, man! Man, I hit. I seen that hole. I kid y'all not, bro. I'm running through that mug, and I'm still fast. There's a lot of freshmen and stuff. They were like. Man, you're so good. Man, you have no idea how could how good I could have been. But I'm literally running. And I'm like, <laughs> well, that's what I'm, that's what I'm looking. I'm like, bro, I'm trying to. Look, I, I see the hole, but I'm 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 doing the best I can to try to make that moment good. Man, I I might have ran into him. No, you didn't touch me, cause cause you got a first down. I got well, I got the first down, but I could have scored. You should have scored. If I was healthy, I would have easily scored multiple. Times. I would have. Anyway. I was like, bro, hit the hole. But bro. that's a prime example of just I was literally running on one leg. Most of the times I got the ball my senior year, I ran to the opposite side because I could. I had a little more. Um, I could cut a little better off of my left foot. Yeah, your left. So a lot of times they wouldn't give me the ball going right. I would just go left. And I'm going to be honest, offense line wasn't that good. And the offense. No, not left. Well, junior, no. they weren't really good. No, senior, they went off. Yeah. Look, yeah, there's, a reason why, the right side. <laughs> there's a reason why they would attach me to the line a lot of times. Yeah. So, like. Yeah. Wasn't a lot of times I'm out, I'm out here wide where, where I could be. No, I'm right here. I'm like, bro, I got you got blocked. <laughs> they wouldn't they let you play Gronk. They wouldn't let you Gronk out on them. No, I'm like, bro, I'm trying to block them with these. Uh, we're coming to the game uh, Monday, so we're going to do a lot of uh, 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 counters. I'm like, oh, my God. 
Jalen, Jalen, you know you gotta stay by the tackles, man. Yeah, you know you gotta stay by the tackles. And then you know, Coach Sebo, he was coaching O line at the time. I'm like, I ain't trying to be with Sebo. I had to practice. <laughs> <laughs> man, I ain't trying to be though, man. I wasn't trying to be with Sebo. I'm trying to be over with Siddons. For all you purples <laughs> out there, and y'all got Coach Sebo, I feel for you. I'm trying to be over with Siddons over with the, with the skill guys. I'm like, I ain't trying to be over with the. Hey, Sebo oh. was cool, man. Now, that's why I'll shop you cool, over because, hey, Sebo uh, took no prisoners. No prisoners. <laughs> but when you in the trenches, you got to be a dog. Yeah, he made J-Rod run a couple times. You got to be a he dog. He got me one time. I, I fall started. I was like, bro. I took, I took my time getting back, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but that, hey, Brandon, but that's all we know is the motherfucking trenches. We, we, had, we had motherfuckers in training didn't want to come fuck with us because we was, it's the pterodome down at the fountain. Oh no! Don't go down there if you want. <laughs> don't do it. And, and you got play them. And you got play them at the end. And they ain't, ain't no rules once they play. And you, and you chat. And you challenge. And you and you say you challenge. Oh man! Oh, I ain't got play you third way no more. Okay. Spaghetti. Uh, thank you. Yeah, tear it down. Thank you. That's the only way you. That's the only way you achieve anything of greatness. Cause you can't be. No motherfucking mama's boy and be up on nope. the motherfucking feminine ass nope. shit and try to call yourself a champion. Look, speaking of you that, can't do that shit. You know, speaking of calling yourself a champion, um, it just kind of reminded me we just gonna flow, okay? I like to flow with the instruction. So, one of the things I wanted to talk about was the culture of football and the culture. Of you're really just playing sports and the and the mental toughness and the psychology behind sports. And you shouldn't have been playing, bro. I'm not even gonna lie. I think I even told you, brother, you shouldn't even been playing. Like you was like, bro, I'm thinking like, I was like, bro, you what you talking play. about? Senior year, like, cause you told me you was thinking about coming back. I was like, bro, I don't even come back. What I was gonna say was this, okay? I can recall many times. Well, I can't say many times, but he's done it many times. No, I no, you don't you you don't, you don't know what I'm about to say. I can recall a few times where I've had coaches say, "Quit being soft. Uh you just you just pussy. Uh you just you just you just weak. Uh you just you just need to be more mentally tough." <laughs> Before you start saying those things, know your players. Get to know them, okay? Now, that those words didn't break me. You know, they ain't hurt my feelings, but I didn't forget them. Because I'm like, I'm literally out here giving it everything I got. Just from a heart condition alone, me being on this field is a miracle, which is why I got Miracle Baby tied on my back. And so I'm like, bro, I'm out here... Suffering, dog. I'm literally out here on one leg. Quit being soft. Quit being soft. It's just little stuff like that throughout high school, throughout sports. And don't get me wrong. Um, there's a difference between being hurt and being injured. Okay. Right. And, and and there's a thought process that goes into that. You know, when you hey hey, what we do here when when one of our kids injured, sit your ass down. <laughs> hey, what they say? Nah, 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 nah. We, we know, we know hurt. We know hurt. Yeah. Motherfuckers gonna be injured and still won't play. I'm gonna test you. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna honor the the man color. This motherfucker gonna be a little man. He won't see if he can play through some shit. 
But at the same time, if I see you can't ain't ain't, ain't gonna be able to be eighty five percent, can't beat that hundred percent in front of you. I might come over and sit down, man. You gotta go get healthy. Yeah. And we ain't even gonna talk about it no more. You ain't even gonna even get touch flow no motherfucking more till you show us you bust our ass again if you was on that level. So yeah, and coaches don't take time to to build a relationship to even understand. A motherfucker's flight like it, cause that, that's what I would have understood. I was some motherfucker won't be a man. He he hurt. Mm-hmm. I don't see how much you can push. Right. They don't right. check for that like that. No, but someone no. ain't built like that. Yeah. Now now it, it's a difference between you know pushing and challenging players and obviously wanting to because obviously there's there are some players who are going to make excuses who, who who try to find the easy way out. I am not and have never been one of them guys. Period. My work ethic, there's not one coach ever in my life that I can sit here and tell you I never work hard. I never was one of the top guys at every level I've always played in. Who, what was, who was the first person that was lifting on Saturdays? Me. Me. What coaches always tell you? Well, why were you lifting on, when you was lifting on Saturdays when nobody else was? You said why? What were they, what was they, what was they telling, telling you? Like when, when before it was like mandatory to lift on Saturdays. What were they telling you, or like what was the comments made? Like, why well, you shouldn't be lifting on? What, can you say something? It was something like that. I don't remember the exact words, but. but yeah, he was the one that before before we it was mandatory to lift on Saturdays at the at the Fridays games. He was lifting by himself and wasn't nobody lifting. I just that's just who I was. I wouldn't lift on Saturdays. I you know, yeah. I think I forgot I do to it, mention. I do it Monday. <laughs> I forgot to mention, but, you know, just, you know. So, I played football. I played flag football one year, which is my first year, after my doctor had cleared me to play. And my parents was like, damn it. <laughs> and I excelled. My second year, I'm pretty sure I played with the Black Panthers. I think it was my first year of contact football. We won the Mighty Mighty Bowl Championship. Uh, I think I was in the third grade. My fourth grade year, I played with Fuquay Barina Bengals in North Carolina. All this was in North Carolina. And But what's crazy is I couldn't really breathe that well. I was out there knocking heads, though. I mean, I, I would score three or four touchdowns, five touchdowns a game. And they'll just take me out. I was really gifted as a child, um, despite already going through all the surgeries I had. Um, so when I what was I just fifth grade, sixth grade? You said fourth grade with the Bengals. That's the last thing I remember. Fourth grade with the what? Bengals, right? Mm-hmm. Fourth grade with the Bengals. Um, so when you talk about mental toughness. Okay, when we talk about showing up and putting in extra work, we talk about what it takes to be an athlete. It takes a lot, guys, to not just be on the team. I wasn't an on-the-team guy. I played, okay, and it's so – it honestly sometimes brings me to tears to think about, being honest, because – when I see students, when I see athletes just making excuses, you know, not wanting to work hard, you know, my 
I, I call my my nephews and my niece my kids. I don't have any kids myself, but I call them my kids. And, you know, since they've been able to, you know, stand and stuff, we've been having them do some push-ups, some sit-ups, do some lunges, some squats, body weight exercise. They ain't out here bench pressing or nothing like that. I've been doing that my whole life. And so I had to. When when you have your chest the way I did, who do you who do you think was was putting in all that extra work? To okay, put it like this. Anybody that I played ball against, I want y'all to hear this. Anybody that I played ball against, you talking football, basketball, anything, but particularly football. Oh. Any, if I competed with you in anything, we were never on the same level. I know I was better than you. No. no. <laughs> 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 of course, skill wise, yeah. But I'm talking skill, about just skill wise. I'm talking about just body, body physiology. Okay, body. you can have it. You still you know, went better than me. We were never on the same. Level. I I can I can't name one person that I know that could have done the things that I've done in the fashion that I did it and the time frame that I did it. Um, because. What you all don't see, and but what my parents know, and what my brothers know, and I'm gonna just go ahead and tell this quick story. So it's, quick. it's gonna be quick. It is, I promise, because it goes into the psychology. I know it goes into the psychology of sports and just the pain and what pain does and dealing with injuries and, and fighting through. Um, you threw me off when you said that story. Duh, it's a story. <laughs> oh, so um, I was telling you, when I was 11 years old, guys, and this is something that has motivated me because it was a very explicit, I mean, images. Okay, when I had my open heart surgery, and when I was, and when I came home from the hospital, okay, well, the very same day I had my heart surgery, I had to get up and walk. Okay. I can't explain to y'all how excruciating that is. Like, I, I, it's, it's, I, I want to do my best to, for people to, to, to try to hear what I'm saying, but I couldn't stand pretty much by myself. Talking about risk, when I was in the shower at 11 years old, looking at my body, a hole right here, a hole in my stomach. Three other holes where I had long 10 foot plus tubes in, injected in me. And I had stitches holding my, my shit together. And then I had, what was some things? I had uh, glue and uh, like dissolvable stitches. Eventually yeah. they just kind of yeah. went away. Yeah. But that shit's scary, bro. When you step in that shower, and you're not as strong, one slip, one fall, my shit's done. Seeing me in the shower at that age, watching the blood drip down from my midsection was, was the most frightening thing, one of the most frightening things that I've ever experienced. And you talk about the risk of football and just the grind. Everything I've did and anything I do to this day, I'm able to take my mind, my, my mental, and put myself in that situation. 
Because hey, how'd you get over the anxieties of that shit? I haven't. Okay. Um, honestly, I didn't really experience anxiety when it comes to that really until I got a little older, which I'll get into, which is PTSD. Um, in a lot of cases with medical patients, they'll have something called white coat syndrome. I've been in hospitals and then shot up and shit my whole life, y'all. You feel me? So, and that also is a reason why I got into neurology and trying to understand, you know, the, the chemistry and stuff of the brain, the different states of consciousness, because I know damn well the amount of pain that I, I've, I've undergone and, and the okay. things that I've pushed myself through. Sometimes I just don't know how I've done it. It's like straight up. Because um, when I had my heart surgery and they pulled out them tubes, okay, my parents actually recorded it. They allowed my parents to come in there and record. And I was asleep, but my body was doing this. <clears throat> I'm feeling it. Even though I'm supposed to be asleep, something in my brain felt that. So, to this day, I'm still able to tap in to a certain conscious, a certain energy where sometimes I'm pain free, man. It's not consistent, but anything, I'm, anytime I'm struggling with something, the next time you're on the bench, you're doing push-ups, you're running stadiums, that's why I could go so hard until I just damn near drop. Because I'm able to put myself in, 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 that, in that painful moments of not being able to stand, not being able to walk, not being able to wash myself, not being able to open up a door, not being able to, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. not being able to use your, 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 your upper body limbs. For everybody that I competed against, during those years, if I was bigger, faster, and stronger than you, it's only because I outworked you. Still went better. Nobody, <laughs> nobody seen, nobody seen me getting up at four, five a.m. in the mornings before school, working out. Nobody told me to do those things. I've always been very so. I've always been like that. Nobody. The therapy I had to do just to build up my chest and to be able to receive a hit, it's like, shit, I can't believe I did it. I don't know how I did it. To be honest with you. So when we talk about pain, I know we can, hey, you can tell me stop whatever, bro. No, oh, so when we talk about pain, we talk about athletes. I want any coach right now, uh, parent, whoever, be careful on how you're coaching your child. Be careful with your wordplay. Build these players up. If you're gonna break them down, build them up. It's a part of that's that's a part of it. But be careful with your words because they matter. You know, if you're gonna be in these positions as a coach, do your job and do it well. You know, people have things that go on outside of that shit. Straight up. Straight up. Are you going to leave me on to something? No. 
Cause you know, shit, you know, I just go, boy. I just, you know what I'm saying? I just be going. Let's nah, 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 I understand the the whole flight. Of, uh, you had a whole lot of catching up to do, man. You got to think, man. You was bedridden and all kind of other shit going okay. on. Okay, That's lot like when I went up. to school. That's like when I tore my shoulder. I'm out eight months, but I still got to go to class, and I'm left-handed and can't write a motherfucking thing for eight months because I can't even mm-hmm. move my fucking shoulder. But guess what I was doing once that motherfucking doctor took me on rehab? I was sneaking in, doing extra shit, trying to catch up. Cause I knew how good I was, but I done mother- I, I'm a lame duck right now. So I know when I even come back, nigga, niggas going to test that shoulder. They going to do all kind of motherfucking shit to me to make sure I don't get no tick. So when I came back at Belmont, nigga, I'm six man off the bench. <laughs> yeah. Like, 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 yeah. Like, 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 fuck that shit, nigga. Yeah, for real, though. So for I was real. like, like you said, sneaking in them motherfucking workouts. What you doing, Rumi? I'm nothing. I ain't doing nothing. That motherfucker leave out, get about 400 push ups in, and motherfucker come back like I ain't doing nothing. Look, by the time I was in the eighth grade, and shout out to the Eldorado Wildcats, shout out to Coach Reed. Anything I say, fact check me. Real talk. Shout out to Coach Reed and El Dorado. By my eighth grade year, I was in varsity film with the high school guys. Okay? I played eight. See, but here's here's what people don't realize. My eighth grade year of football was kind of like a a pilot year. Let's 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 see how he does. Because I haven't played since I was in the fourth grade. I took all that time off because I couldn't play football after my heart surgery. So when we talk about development, we talk about practice. And, you know, that's what me and Montel was talking about um, and laughing about. And this is very important. Experience is everything. You know, we were talking about this earlier. I think you said you took three years off yeah, of playing football. I, I kind of played my eighth grade. I already didn't want to play for him. I just did it. And then I didn't touch a football for real until spring practice of junior year. Yep. So from fourth grade on to eighth grade, I didn't play football. Okay. I I wanted to. And so we talk about like my speed, right? I was always naturally fast. But what didn't come natural to me was my vision. I could just run straight, just naturally. But through experience, through practice, those things started to get better later on. And so, you know, we laugh and we joke with my inner inner close friends, but they don't truly understand how crucial those developmental years, years were, especially physically. See, my eighth grade year, I already just hit a major growth spurt within the last year and a half before that or so. I'm you're you know when you're young, you're growing into your body. We we all Jalen, he was one of them, big clumsy mug. <laughs> but he grew into his body as he got older. First of all, I was coming to the court on the field. Yeah, big clumsy boy. No, but he was an athlete though. It was weird. Uh, on the court know? you can say that because I didn't start playing basketball when I was sixth grade. But if we're gonna talk true, about the true, field, true. dog, no. J Rod, Jalen was a dog on the field. J Rod, Jalen was a dog on the field. J Rod got me though. He got me my fifth grade year. Won't, won't uh, get these other motherfuckers ball. <laughs> Sixth grade year, they won't see me. <laughs> so my eighth grade year is was like my 
a first year back, bro, I couldn't really breathe or shit for real. But I'm 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 always working, I'm always working out. But my heart, like Sterling said, it seems like I've been playing catch up in some way or fashion my whole life. Yeah. And a lot of times, that's one reason why my brain is always going so fast, 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 because a lot of it's mental as well, you know, and those things we don't really talk about as much. But, you know, my vision and stuff, my cutting ability didn't come natural. I started to develop cutting on a dime without thinking about it through practice, through JV games, through freshman games. When I came to Bowling Green, and Bowling Green is one of the best schools, my opinion, in the nation, okay, real talk. If, if y'all don't agree with nation, easily the state, easily the state, one of the best schools in the state. But oh, the, no doubt. No the doubt. fact that I was able to come in as a freshman, okay, now I was a four-year letterman, and now, I don't like to say I was a four-year starter, but technically I did start at least one game every year in high school. And with my medical history and the things that I did to just to get to there, as in my eighth grade was like a, a pilot year, yeah, yeah. I was thrown into, you know, the fire essentially as a freshman. Y'all didn't know me. Y'all didn't know everything that I, I already had did. When I came to BG as an eighth grader, I was the fastest and I was the strongest. I was benching 205 in the eighth grade. Not long before that, I just had an open heart surgery, guys. Mm -hmm. I couldn't use my arms, guys. I didn't have to. Hey, hey ooh, coach. Ooh, coach. You got that boy some insurance. <laughs> look, look. Tell you the big guy of ASAP. If this is test pilot. And, he, and we throw him to the wolves. All right, man, got to be prepared, man. Cause like, look, I don't think he wants it no other way. Yeah. To me, this says a lot about, you know, myself and then some of my peers. And this is what I was saying. If if by the eighth grade or even freshman year, because I, I, I started freshman in JV, freshman JV, we went undefeated. All of the guys I played with, they played junior high ball. They, they went undefeated. They had that experience of being able, the best player is a available player, right? So, you know, for me to come in to a, a, a highly respected program and play the way I, as a freshman, I started as freshman and running back. JV, I started at running back. And then uh, one game my freshman year, me and my boy Montel had a chance to start um, because all the senior running backs and everybody else was injured. All the running backs, <laughs> literally. Tevin Barksdale, yeah. um, LeVance Anderson, Tevin Anderson, um, those those were the guys that ordered me. Um, Sunshine, he was he was the only one that was available to play actually. So me and uh, and and Montel, we I think I can't remember who we were playing. I think it, I think you said Grayson County or something. Nah, like that. it wasn't. It was some Rudy Poo team. It wasn't Grayson. <laughs> no, they were a six A school. Y'all beat the brakes off, dude. No, we didn't. We we didn't. We didn't. It might have been Henderson. They're 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 a nice size school. Henderson, yeah, Henderson, yeah, nice yeah. It might have been them. Um, yeah, but you know, I, I started at least one game, you know, multiple games, obviously throughout the years. So for me, I don't need no validation. I, I I'm not doing this for no sympathy or for no confirmation. I've accomplished, I've exceeded expectations, and 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 all those. Me even going to college, ninety seven percent of people with my heart condition 
by the time they are into adulthood are on disability. By the time people reach 17, 18, 16 to 18, they are declared disabled. You ain't playing the system. <laughs> well, hey, well, let's talk That's about all it is. some of hey, you. You, you try to stand on principle and be a man. And, that, and, that, and, that's, and that's to be respected. We'll catch you next week. Yep. Herm, you pulling the Rick Ross? Yeah. Herm, you pulling the Rick Ross, Herm? You pulling the Rick Ross on the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do us like y'all, Herm, man. Hey, hey, my man said he had to go to work, so, you know, it is what it is. Man, don't work, man. I know what that is. All of the dreams.